your website has an SEO strategy, whether or not you give it one. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan, a fellow freelancer, digital marketing assistant, implementer, coach. I've always struggled with what to call myself. And it's really fun because today's guest was actually doing a service for my friend, Brenna McGowan. She was on my podcast. Let me see. Episode number 72, copywriter who niched down. Brenna was helping me with my pre-launch with the Digital Marketing Assistant School, which launched in February and March earlier this year. And she hired Brittany to come in and help her write client testimonials. And we were already friends on Instagram. And then Brittany got to write a testimonial about my work with Brenna for Brenna to use in order to book more clients for her services. So it's really fascinating uh, how small this world can be, first of all, and how interconnected we are. And if you make an effort to join the network, play the game, get noticed, it will really A, pay off and build your network bigger, but you just never know who's around the corner and going to hire you and refer you. And it's such just such a fun small world. And I love this podcast because I get to bring on other freelancers like Brenna and Brittany and talk about how they started their online digital service business, what they niche down in, what were their aha moments, and then do a little bit of teaching. And today, Brittany Herzberg delivers. She has such a fun story about what she used to do what she does now, and what her services look like now. And she's giving away some really good freebies to help you in your work. This is so important because, I'll say this on the show in the interview soon, SEO is how you get found online. It's how humans find you through Google. So you need to be friends with humans and know what they say, hence the testimonials, and you need to know how Google works and how you get ranked. And we cover this in depth inside the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant. We have a deep module on blogging, on SEO, the tools you use. But what Brittany is really coming in and doing is using her knowledge in this very unicorn-esque way and taking things to the next step so she can offer a high-level service. So not only has she combined her knowledge in the healthcare industry, SEO, copywriting as well. So copywriting might be something you need to look into. Just so you know, inside my digital marketing work group, it's a membership. We start learning stuff like that. We just had some guest speakers this year. We had Tamika Owai. We had Kim Keel. We had Rachel Maza. We had Brenna McGowan inside my work group teaching their frameworks, their formulas, their copywriting tricks in there. So if you're ready for the advanced level stuff, and you're combining any kind of mix of these services, you need to be in the work group. You can apply. The link is in the show notes. It's only $47 a month. I made it low on purpose. I want you to get the biggest bang for your buck. Come back every month, meet other freelancers, grow your network, keep learning, and then get job leads handed to you. So please apply. If this is like all advanced stuff and you're like, I so dig this, work group is the place for you. 
and you can find your niche. You can be like Brittany and combine things in such a unique way, get eyes on your stuff and get referrals in there. But it's just, it's so fun that she has taken it to the next level because as the digital marketing assistants, we're helping collect testimonials. We're finding ways to gather voice of customer data is what we call it. And we need all this social proof. So our clients can really build their authority and their credibility. They can really nurture their audience to trust them and want to buy from them when those doors open. Because a lot of our clients do have an online business. All of this could work toward a brick and mortar to an in-person service provider who's trying to get more foot traffic or more local clients. SEO is instrumental. So enjoy this episode with Brittany. Go download her SEO checklist. And I encourage you to help out your clients in this way. Step up. I love, love, love what she shares about owning her job title and how she did that transformation. All right, let's jump into the interview. Welcome to our show today. I'm so excited. We have Brittany Herzberg here, an SEO copywriter, and with a new special talent you're going to tell us all about. Tell everyone a little bit about what you do, where you're from, all the good stuff. Yes. Well, I'm currently sitting in Raleigh, North Carolina. There's a long story behind that that I won't take you through. But later this year, my boyfriend and I are actually going to be going up to New England. So this whole online presence thing is very good. I will take you back a little bit. So after being a massage therapist for almost 10 years, I started to realize that a lot of my clients were coming through my website. And I was like, why? What am I doing? Why, why am I so special? So I went to the source. I asked my clients, I'm like, why are you booking with me? And really the main thing that was coming up a lot in the answers was that they felt like they knew me before they even came in. So I'm like, all right, what am I doing? Let me like reverse engineer this. And basically it came down to a few things, client testimonials. My personality was in the copy. I was writing just how I would speak and SEO. I was like, I had an SEO strategy that I didn't even realize. And so all of those things I really enjoy talking about. And now I get to do it as an SEO copywriter. I work with healthcare and wellness professionals. Oh my gosh. I love that you took your past like education experience job and then mm-hmm. made that niche for what you've learned in the digital marketing space. Like this is like the essence of what I teach my unicorns. Like yeah. don't own what you did, sprinkle in the marketing knowledge and find your thing. And I love like the reason I was so excited to have you is like, you're so specific about it. It's like golden example. Yeah. I mean, I'm weird because the niche was the easiest thing to come up with. So I, I knew who I wanted to work with. I'm like, what do I want to do? Yeah. <laughs> what do I want to write? <laughs> oh my gosh. So tell me about like your accidental SEO. Like what had you done that was right? Like give me a, a specific example. One of the SEO keywords that I show up for is massage. I think it's like massage room music or massage playlist. I created a Spotify playlist. I had a Pandora playlist and I ended up sharing that on a few of my blogs on my website side street. My website used to be entirely about massage therapy and now massage lives on one page and the rest of it is SEO copywriting, but that still pulls in a good amount of people. Were they searching for massage music or somebody like me who wants to book one? It was a variety of people. It could be, you know, just regular people who were like, I need some chill music just to like listen to at home. And then it was also massage therapists because we're always like, I'm bored of my playlist. Like, what can I listen to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I didn't think about it that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's like connecting the dots. So I have a friend in my mastermind. Uh, she owns a massage chain in Austin. Like you would love her. Her name's oh. Kara, but she was telling me, <laughs> I just have to tell you the story. She's like, I get so bored in there that I won't see patients who don't talk to me. 
I feel that in my, in my massage therapist soul. Yeah, so she like, she lets him go. And I had my massage. I'm a talker. I mean, I, I mean, I'll have moments where I shut up, but like, like to take out the awkwardness, like I'll be a talker, but my massage therapist here was like, Oh, I'm so glad when you, my patient walked through the door, it was you. I was so happy. It was like a cool client. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, it's so funny. I never would have thought. Cause I'm like, I think I'm being annoying. It's, yeah. I had a client. Music. <laughs> well, it's, it's nice to have the option, right? Because I let the client guide that. And I have some people that like you half talking, half quiet. I have some people that are just quiet. I have some people that we talk all the time. But when you were like, I feel bad. I had a client just last week that was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, no, like, I like this. I like getting to know people. It's, it's one thing I get to do in both of my lives. I get to do that with massage therapy and with copywriting. I'm like, I just want to talk to people. (laughs) So you're still doing massage. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I had no idea, girl. And you have a podcast and you're doing copywriting and SEO. Yes. oh my gosh, you are yes. like a wonder woman. A little bit. Don't ask me how I do it. Cause I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully you get your own massages. Oh yes. Acupuncture, massage, chiropractic. Yeah. Not to like make this about me, but I have another massage story for you. Yeah. Before we moved here, uh, I saw we were in college park, Maryland area. And I had this like 20 year old guy give me a massage. And I'm like, 20 year old, like what kind of specimen is this? Like I, <laughs> I don't know how you think or act like no one in my world is 20. We mostly were quiet. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like I'm 41. I'm <laughs> like, I'm not cool. And then he started like talking about how his parents, like he thinks like 19 year olds are getting kicked out of their home too soon. I'm like, this is fascinating. Tell me more. Like, I don't know anything about this. And he was just blabbing and, and down the road, I made a joke about how my husband's really quiet. And he goes, that's because you talk too much. What the really? Yeah. I was like, dude, you just told me your whole life story and I'm talking too much. And I'm like, well, yeah, compared to my husband. Yeah. Anyway. Oh my gosh. I have I so just, many thoughts. You can't win. You can't win. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. I had no one more massage story for you. And then I'll still, oh my God, I, <laughs> I have a massage therapist friend. We actually like worked at the same practice for a while, but like every time I would get a massage from her, if she would get like really ramped up about a topic, her pressure increased. And I actually, we kind of shared some clients for a while and eventually they ended up with me. And I was like, again, I'm just curious. I'm like, and I'm also just like kind of to the point, but in a nice way. You're doing your testimonials and like data collection. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But I was like, why, why did you come with me? And that was one of the reasons that came up there. Like she would just like ring him in as soon as she got like really irritated about a topic. I'm like, you have to be aware. And that's really with any job, but like, you have to just common sense, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> like don't tell people they talk too much. Like emotional intelligence right there. At mm-hmm. finest. Yes. Oh, so funny. Well, that's mm-hmm. so interesting. You like saw the pattern and obviously it was happening. <laughs> totally. I was like, oh, okay. And I got there a little bit faster than my clients did, or maybe I just recognized it, but they didn't want to act on it. Cause you also have like the weird, I don't want to make someone sad. I don't want to make someone feel bad. I don't want to, you know, it's, it's like a yeah. weird, delicate balancing act. Yeah. And it's interesting too. Cause I know I've done this for clients or like, I'm totally switching to business right now where I've gone in to collect the testimonial because people aren't going to be honest with the client, you know, like it's sometimes it's nice to have like that third per- that neutral party come in and ask the questions and people will be real with them because sometimes like the front desk of a massage place will be like, how was it? You're never going to say it was terrible. I mean, right. I, there's only like one time I ever complain and that's because the girl was late and cut my time short and still charged me full time. Like that's not okay. 
So yeah. how long have you been doing SEO? I've been doing SEO. I really picked up my interest in it last year. So it's been right. like, I think in the neighborhood of like 15 months where I've been really serious and also helping other people with it. The entire podcast that you were mentioning, the Simple and Smart SEO show yeah. with my friend Crystal, it entirely was birthed out of like, she's a product seller. So an e-commerce business, I'm a service-based business, but we were both this interest sparked at the same time for us. And yeah. we're the kind of friends that's just like, Hey, I learned this. Did you know this? Oh yeah. Oh, and I learned this too this oh, week. I, so it's it. like, I mean, it just made sense for us to start recording our conversations in a little bit of a like formatted kind of thing bubble and put it up as a podcast. But you know, that's where kind of that came from was just like, we're both curious people. And it's like, well, this is happening. How do we make this work? Or like, how do we tweak it? And to kind of like tie that in a little bit more to my business and something that I tell my clients is that your website has an SEO strategy, whether or not you give it one. So you need to tell it what to do. Otherwise you're going to end up showing up for things like just something totally random that you don't want to show up for. Yes. I have done that early on (laughs) in my Google search console curie history. I had adult business marketing. Oh, that's one that you want to avoid. I don't know how my name's coming up for that, but it's gone now. It's gone now. It was very early on. Anyway, that's an example of what not to do. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. Oh, wow. So tell me about your transition to like your first client. Cause I know a lot of my unicorns will relate to that. Like, how did you have the guts or what did you do to feel ready to start offering services? I didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the end, that's the story. I actually had my friends approaching me, so I didn't pitch myself. The concept kind of proved itself before I went along with it. I have lots of friends in the healthcare space, health and wellness space. But I had one friend in particular, she's a pediatric dentist who is like narrowing in on airway breathing for babies. And, you know, she wanted a podcast pitch bio. She wanted some emails written. She was creating a new website. She wanted some website copy. And she's like, you just get me. you like, I can have a conversation with you and you figure out what to pull out of that conversation. And you know what I'm trying to say. Can you help me with this? And as soon as she said that, I'm like, oh, so that combined with during lockdown, I rewrote my entire website. So I went from like massage website copy to like updated massage website copy. In that time frame, I met Marisa Corcoran, watched her copy chat series. I'm stuck at home, right? Like what else am I yeah. going to do? Yeah. Like, oh, I could learn how to write better copy. And as she's talking and interviewing these people, I'm like, oh, I do this. I didn't know I did this. Like I'm a copywriter. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So realizing that that's what I was doing and having my friends have faith in me and actually like what I was presenting with them. I was like, I'm on to something, but I just need to kind of figure out the systems and the frameworks and you know, the format, the, how do I present the message and how does that, like, what am I doing? Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. And that's like that inquisitive brain of yours. Like, at yeah. I love that your friends shown a light on you. So you could see that. I think that's just such a powerful thing in this space and why none of us should be doing it alone. Like having some champion in your corner is helpful. And what a like huge move. Have you always been a good writer or like, where's your history with that? That's a great question. I <laughs> I answered it this way recently. They're like, you know, what got you into writing? And I was like, well, I was a, one of the first kids to start writing in kindergarten. So there's that. I was also one of the first ones to read Hooked on Phonics. Truly worked for me. So, you know, <laughs> I really liked writing, but I didn't want to write a book. I didn't want to, I didn't see myself doing like poetry or writing a movie. Although I kept trying, I was like, I can do these things, but nothing really clicked. So I kind of tabled it. I'm like, whatever, it'll present itself when it's time. And 
the things that I've been really good at writing have been like the Facebook statuses or MySpace statuses. And I figured out why. We like reading things how people speak. So when I was writing those things, I was just writing something that I was thinking somehow in a way that I would say it. And that is copywriting, especially with website copywriting. So anyway, it was really, really cool (laughs) to put all those pieces together. Yeah. I mean, ultimately you're hitting like all the, the copywriting tips there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at what point did you feel like you were a copywriter or could call yourself that? That was a really hard thing for me. It was all wrapped up in my Instagram profile because my Instagram profile used to be just me being me, like, you know, just being a person sharing things that I liked. And then it segued into being a massage therapist and sharing all those things. And I was kind of like sneaking in the copywriting tips. And yeah. someone was like, what are you? And I was like, that's a great question. And if you're asking me that, clearly I'm not showing up as the, in the way that I need to. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I, I did what I normally do and not fake it till you make it, but kind of like embrace it and become it. So I was like, all right, I'm a copywriter. I'm just going to lean into this fully. This is just going to go straight in. You know, this profile is going to be all copywriting and SEO tips and things like that. And so I really... I, came up with a plan. I executed it mostly. Life kind of showed up, but <laughs> yeah, it's much more, you know, people know me for that now versus massage therapy, but that was really hard. So as far as like timing with all of that, I would say it took me a good like four to six months to be like, I am an SEO copywriter. <laughs> this is yeah. what I do here so I can help you. Oh my God. I asked just because I think this is hard. And I mean, the, the age old advice is they start assuming the title that you want, like assume it, own it, act it, you'll be it. And same with like the clothes you wear, right? You're supposed to dress for the part that you want. And just to be transparent, I've struggled with this because I don't know if you know this about me, but you know, oh, well, you know, you've written my, I know, study, I know all about <laughs> you. Do. I'm slightly embarrassed right now, but I mean, I, I come from like journalism school, right? So always been a strong writer, always loved writing. Same thing as you, like, not sure what I would do with it. And my mom's like, you're going to write a book. I'm like, I just don't have anything to say you know, done a lot of courses, done a lot of marketing. I've gotten paid to do writing, but I struggled with saying like, I know copywriting or I am. And I went to the the copywriter club meeting in person, right? When the pandemic was happening, everything was shutting down. And I was having a conversation with Rob Marsh and I just felt like out of place. Like, I'm like, I'm not quite a copywriter, but I do this all the time. And then Rob's like, I anoint you a copywriter. I'm like, cool. But it didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like it. And so I have to tell you, just Monday, I totally flubbed an answer when a very high level marketer was like, are you a copywriter? And I go, (laughs) and I'm like, but I just felt this sense of like, no matter how I, I already knew I flubbed it. And then there was no way I could like back out of it. Like all of that's like going through my brain. I already flubbed it. I should have just owned it. Lesson for everyone here. Like I know better. Sometimes I'm just five minutes too late. Sometimes (laughs) this is how it how it works. Next time I'll be prepared. But that just like was kind of an interesting insight because I'm like, if I'm feeling like this, I'm like, I'm sure you went through it, you know? Oh, totally. It's and it's it's such a scary thing. Yeah. No, and it's not, let me say it this way. Many people seem to continue to struggle with this and just like have that imposter syndrome battle internally. Even yeah. to the point where you work with Linda Sidhu, you work with Brenda McGowan, I'm like all up in their Voxer DM. <laughs> yeah. And I'm constantly like, is it normal to feel like this? Does this ever go away? And really the answer seems to be it doesn't go away, but the volume kind of gets turned down on it. Yeah. So 
it's hard. I mean, and I think, you know, kind of tapping into what I went through with massage therapy when I was in school, they make you, my school at least had us do massages as a massage therapist. And you're like this baby massage therapist. And you're like, can I, can I call myself that yet? So you have to, you know, I mean, you're in the room with a very vulnerable person. I mean, they're naked or mostly naked under the sheets. They're trusting you to know what to do, to not hurt them, to like come in and like, at least act like you know what you're doing. (laughs) So I'll never forget. I'll never forget. There's this one guy, we had two semesters where we would do these massages and I was first semester and halfway through the massage, he's like, so when are you graduating? I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you're, you've got to be the second semester group. Right. And I was like, you think I know, like, I'm, I'm acting like I know what I'm doing, but you have to like, especially with that, you have to show up like, you know what you're doing. So I just tried to take that same mentality of like, these people are trusting me, even if it's just with, just with air quotes, their money, or if they're, I mean, they're trusting me with their messaging. Right. So I have to listen to them show up. Like I know what I'm doing and figure it out because it's for them. Yeah. And you have to listen to those little moments, like with your friend building you up. I was just thinking I had an ads manager friend ask me, I actually had two ads manager friends. Like, can you come write ad copy for me? You're really good. And I'm like, am I? Okay. Okay. Yeah. But like, why do I struggle to call like an ads copywriter? It's just so, it's so interesting, but that's such good advice. And it's so neat that that guy saw it in you. I'm like, you put that in your little power jar and take it out whenever you're feeling, you know, that imposter syndrome like turns up a little bit. So, so good. Okay. Let's just take a moment here. It's impossible to get referrals without putting yourself out there all the time. It's really difficult to have a community when you're doing the work by yourself. It's also hard to stay up to date when you're just one person and digital marketing trends, platforms, technology, and strategies change all of the time. And it's no fun having to do lead generation for your business when you'd rather be doing billable hours. So I have a solution for you. Come join my digital marketing work group. It's a tight community of freelancers, virtual assistants, digital marketing specialists, who are all up-leveling in their skills, getting advanced trainings, applying for my job ops, and becoming digital marketing specialists and managers and strategists. This is an online referral community for both skilled and -and up-and-coming digital marketing service pros and virtual assistants. We've shared over 800 jobs with our community. We'd love to have you too. If you need client work, if you need a squad behind you, if you need help raising your prices, promoting yourself to the next level, this is the place to be. You can apply for the work group with the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you. Back to the show. Tell me about your services now and what you're doing, because I love that you have a hybrid between these client testimonials and the SEO. And I would love to like know just kind of what your business looks like as a service provider. Totally. So you actually reminded me something I wanted to say back at the very beginning, because you were talking about being the third person to like come in and get the client testimonials. Mm -hmm. I love being that person because I've always been that person. I had a job, you know, I worked at Starbucks. I, people tell you everything there, by the way. (laughs) Yes. And then I was at several different chiropractic offices. I was the front desk person. I was a massage therapist at these places. If you ask, people love telling you things. They just want to know that you care. Yeah. So, and sometimes we can feel weird about, even I feel weird about telling like my doctor or my massage therapist or my whatever, like how I feel about them. It's nice to have this like random other person who seems nice and trustworthy that you can talk to. So one of the offers that I have is I will come in and do three client interviews for people. 
the client interviews are usually like 30 to 45 minutes, although people love talking. So they usually go into yeah, like an all. hour. Oh my God. Um, it's really cute. It's really sweet. I'm like, what else are we going to talk about? <laughs> How fun. It's really fun. But doing the client interviews is really what got me thinking about the client testimonials. So that has moved over into, I created a testimonial template. Actually, Brenda was the one that was like, I loved doing that. Can I pay you for that? And I was like, wait, other people would pay me for this? Yeah, I mean, it's on our list. Like we always intend to get there and we don't do it. But hey, before we go any further, for yeah. anyone who's maybe like listening right now, can you give your little two minute talk on why testimonials and why is that so important so people can like connect the dots? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, there's so much word gold in what your clients have to say. They're always going to say it better than you're going to say it. We get so in our heads and we know all of the industry jargon. Your clients say it in a way that just makes more sense to them and to other people like them. So I love taking their words and, but first of all, featuring them all over the place. And I do this much better for other people than myself, but I'm getting better at that. Amen. (laughs) It's another imposter thing. So but you know, featuring them all over the place, using them as headlines, inspiration for headlines. Marisa Corcoran was actually the one that helped me see that. I was like, oh yeah, we totally could be doing this. <laughs> and then what I really love doing is taking these testimonials and turning them into the client story pages. Because especially now, it seems to be such on like the uprise that people are looking for authenticity and people who are genuine and people who are trustworthy and people who aren't going to be like, here's some shiny thing, like come buy my shiny thing. you know, they want real. So if you can give them a connection point of learning more about you, learning more about the client experience from that client, or just connecting even with that client's story. I mean, you saw in your own client story that I did for Brenna, I pull out those points because you have to say things like you're a military mom, you have four kids, you did this, you did that. Someone's going to connect with that. And they're going to go, Oh, I see myself in her shoes. I could do this. Like that's possible for me. Yeah. And especially all the different angles. I'm just thinking of like my ideal student is not just one person. So like the mom version, I have the career woman version and I have the the retiree version of like people who could all be successful. So I love that you can pull that out of them and like hit that up. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So I kind of made that spiel like (laughs) what that went into one of the offers that I have, but I love the client stories. Yeah. And I also love, I mean, I've seen this on teams for years, right? It's so hard. I mean, I've been on some like testimonial collections. I kind of like shot ahead here too, but you need to collect testimonials for social proof, right? (laughs) Yeah. Let me close this loop. We need to collect it. And my unicorns know inside Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistance School, how important this is. We know like uh, touch points to do this, but then there's that next step of like, okay, now what do you do with it? Like, People are a mess at organizing it. I know you see this, you see the back of businesses. So somebody to organize it, but then that person who can actually listen, watch, pull out, translate, and then make it copy that converts. And so I love that like you're offering the next part of what my unicorns are like helping their clients do. So that's why I was, I was really excited <laughs> to have you here today. Cause like, that's always like dream list. It's like pitching yourself for a podcast. Like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And it's just like, it never gets done. I know Brittany, I went through all of my data and I, you know this from Brenna, my email that converted the most, I did all the tracking links, all of the like Google Tag Manager was the story about Megan, who was a teacher who needed to work from home for health reasons. And like, that's what got the most sales. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the fact that you can do the landing page for that. I mean, if you watch all the big wigs launching, they're all doing case studies. I mean, Stu McLaren, his, his pre-launch is what, like three, it seems like three months long. 
Uh, yeah. I think it is that long, but he'll just like see these like little case studies in like every week. He'll just see them in. Click here to learn more about Darla. And it goes to a pretty looming page. Yeah. That was one of the things that I was seeing is like, yes, we're doing case studies, but some of them are just so dry. And the whole thing that people aren't tapping into is the connection point because yeah. they're either going to connect with you, the business owner, or you, the client. Yeah. They're going to connect with one. It'd be great if they connected with both, but just any connection is yeah. really, I think at the beginning of converting, it's like connection and then they convert. Yeah. I have to go over analyze because I'm a case study for Amy Porterfield. Of course, I'm like really critical of, I mean, not in a negative way, but it's like my story. Right. But yeah. I felt like, to be honest, she's never going to listen to this. I felt <laughs> like it was a little flat and it was someone on her team who did it. Like I never met with her. It was interesting with Tyler J. McCall. Like I love just dissecting this process. He asked me to be a case study and we did a, I love him. He did it. He did it with me. And I was like, that was pretty cool. You know, that made me want to jump on the call more. I felt like a flubbering fool, but that's like a whole nother, a whole nother story. I have to see if I don't think he built a a whole page for that, but you actually Mm -hmm. built the page too, right? Yeah, we built the entire, so I didn't actually build, I'm not like a techie person. I'm okay. baby Emily. I yeah. don't have that many tech skills. I was laughing with someone the other day because she says that she has zero tech knowledge and I feel like I'm, I'm between you and her. <laughs> like I know a little bit, I don't know a lot. But yeah, like the entire point is I build the SEO strategy behind it. So here's the thing with me with copywriting. Everything's going to have SEO in it. If it's social, if it's website, it's going to have SEO in it. My podcast that I did with Crystal, we started with an SEO strategy about this SEO podcast, because the whole point is to get found. I mean, right. if you're going to put this stuff out, you want to get found. And if you're going to be given an SEO strategy, whether or not you create one, create one, it doesn't have to take forever. So I'll get off of my soapbox about that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I wrote the copy for it. There's an SEO strategy behind it. And I'll say some of the terms that people may or may not be familiar with, but like there was an SEO title, there was a meta description, there was a URL slug that was very intentional. I mean, we were just talking about this with the stuff that's unrelated with the URL slugs. Yes. But I mean, everything just has to have a little bit of intention. I don't know if I shared this story with you. When I was working on a seven-figure business owner team, I was doing all the blogging tasks, the SEO mm-hmm. strategy and everything and, and optimizing it. And we hired someone to come in and relieve me of some of these duties as I was growing up and she didn't know a thing about SEO. No, not one. And I just had this, this was my whole idea for my course branding. I was like, what, how could you hire someone? How could they call themselves like a content marketer and not understand the most basic? And so of course, as my teammate, I taught her Mm and got her up to speed. Then I felt weird because I'm like, I just gave you all of my like years of knowledge and self-teaching and experience. And, and then I was like, I need to teach more people how to do this. And so that kind of became the basic. I'm talking about SEO, like basics. Like It's basic. It can be so know, basic. And you can go up higher and you can get very technical, but just like starting with that, with everything you do inside Pinterest, inside YouTube, inside mm-hmm. your clients' websites. And so many of my clients over the years have hired some fancy web person who didn't fill out one meta description, who didn't do anything smart. And I saw so many people stuck in the lurch. And I'm like, I want my unicorns to be able to know enough to get started. And then for some people, a couple of them, they're like, I love this. I think in another world, maybe I just do that because I like to see the data and track it and all of that. But yeah, yeah. again, cobbler's kids here. Right. (laughs) Don't always do it for myself, right? (laughs) 
So it's interesting. So that's kind of how I built my course, but I was just I like, love that. I was kind of shocked. Yeah. I love sharing this like nerdy conversation with you because yeah. other people hear SEO and they like glaze over and I'm like, it's actually really fun. But let me yeah. tell you where I made a mistake. Where? My podcast, I did put stuff in that. I struggled with a name. You know this. I struggle with the name. What a call me. You and names. <laughs> yeah. I hate virtual assistant. So I have the tagline, but I was super cutesy with my episode titles and focusing on like people's transformation that it's, it didn't help. And I'm like, damn it. Now I got to go back and like be smarter with my strategy. But every now and then I want to go back. So I was kind of doing like the friends titles, like the one who, I love that, you know, I love that. And that's the thing you can, you can go back and change that and it's okay. Like you can, you can have a strategy that shifts a little bit. I yeah. hate seeing pivots. So we're just not going to go just right there, the door. I mean, but yeah, when you shift a little bit, you can go back and make these changes. And I think people yeah. think that they're married to this stuff and it's like, no, no, you're just dating. It's okay. Like we're in the courtship part of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And that's why like clients need somebody like us who are savvy and can kind of go in and dust it off and see those opportunities. Right. Mm -hmm. But you bring up a really good point, which is how I came up with, like, I guess it's technically my tagline of people were like, well, what is SEO? I'm like, well, it's search engine optimization. Like, does that mean anything to you? And they're like, no, I'm like, okay, it's how you show up as the answer to a Googled question. So now I say that and people are like, oh, okay. And then that leads more with curiosity versus confusion. Another Marisa Corcoran line. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Like, this is how you get found. Yeah. By doing these things. Yeah. And that's yeah. what everyone, it doesn't matter what kind of business you are right now. Like this is like priority number one. And it drives me bananas because I see people putting all of their money into all of the ads. And I've seen like very strong businesses, like not have any strategy or coming back like years later being yeah. like, Oh, and I'm like, I'm like, why is my site winning out on some terms? Right. I was like smart about it, guys. Like Exactly. So two things that I really want to jump on since you said that one is the timing of SEO and the other is the ads, the the money behind it. Okay. SEO helps your money go further with the ad spend. Your ads aren't going to perform as well as if you had an, you need an SEO strategy (laughs) to make the ads perform well. So getting that basic solid foundation of SEO is going to make your ads work better. So that's one thing. The timing of SEO, Amy Porterfield had this in one of her um, podcast episodes. And I actually like pitched myself because I'm like, can I come in and help explain SEO basics? She was one of the people that was saying, I waited too long on SEO strategy. So for anyone who is listening, it's never too early, but it's also never too late. So wherever you are, like right now, just go find some SEO basics. And I think we're going to talk about the tools that I have in a little bit, but like, yeah, it just let go. It is never too early. It is never too late, but like get started on it now. <laughs> yeah. I'm super motivated because I want to own this new like trademark job title I have. Like I want to own this before it gets watered down and means nothing. So like, I am trying to like, go, go, go owning this phrase and I'll report back to you later how that's going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. I'd be so curious. But I think like I can already see in the future and I've seen it paid off with clients. Like I've seen the monetization of those pages later and the mm-hmm. audience growth from those pages later. And it's it's just fascinating because at one point I had a client like, why are we doing this? And I'm like, we just, we just do it. <laughs> I'm like, this is how it is. 
we mm-hmm. got to do this. We got to mm-hmm. keep Google happy and you'll show up. And then I had another a client I worked with with a short time and uh, I was helping with PR and I'm like, we've got to get your name. Number one, right now, when I Google your name, I get a bodybuilder. That's not you. And I'm like, this is part of like good PR is like when someone's checking on you, are you showing up? Yep. You know, and all the bad things that come with that. So it's like fascinating. And I'm just so glad we agree. Like how this is like fundamental basic of like digital marketing. It's just basic. Tell everyone about your freebie. And I put the link here about your SEOs checklist. Like I love talking tools. Like tell us about this like freebie you have for my people. Yeah. Yeah. So the SEO cheat sheet is designed to be a little bit of everything for you. So it shows you what some SEO basics are for each web page. You can get really techie with SEO, like we talked about, but this just keeps it really basic. It was kind of designed with like thinking of blogs. So you can have a target keyword, you can have supporting ones. There are links in there and there's a Loom video that you get in the email sequence once you sign up. Yeah, that shows up a little bit later on. That's like, hey, maybe you've tried to use this cheat sheet, but maybe you could use a little like walkthrough. But there's links in there. There's a way you can organize all of the SEO pieces. So it's really supposed to just, you know, help you get all of these things done, organize them. And then when you go to write a blog or work on any of your web pages, it's just as simple as like drag and drop, copy paste. Oh my God. You had me at like getting organized. (laughs) Like, is it a Google sheet? Oh yeah. Oh, it's a a Google doc with boxes. (laughs) With boxes. And there's like some colors and fonts and I'm very proud of myself. Oh my God. I love it. I like can't wait to dive into, I can't believe I haven't jumped in this sooner. Cause like, I love this stuff. I also have to know when I need to hire it out and get help. I will go down that rabbit hole for my own business and like, just want to like perfect everything. I'm like, nope, I need help. Get out. Stop. Mm -hmm. No, totally. Yeah. And I'll give you a good starting point for anyone that's like, oh my God, where do I even begin? You can do, I, this is my preference, the SEO title and the meta description, which we were talking about those two pieces, which are on the back end. So those are things that we see on our website or our, you know, our web people will see that your website viewer is not going to see that, but it's how it gets them to the page. So there's a title, there's a description. If you do nothing else, go do that for your really important website pages. Yes. And you guys know that it is wrong. If you go to share it, in a Facebook comment or a Facebook post and it looks all funky and doesn't look mm-hmm. right. It's probably because you don't have anything or it's pulling up something like default that was like copied from an old page. Like, oh my God, so many. If you just start checking, you're probably going to just already upsell your services right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what kind of capacity are you, especially for my like business owner friends listening or people who want to hire it out? Like what do your services look like right now? Like, can we hire you? Yeah, you totally could hire me. Yes, yes. Let me know. So I custom quote everything. Everyone's okay. needs are a little bit different, but I definitely help with SEO strategy. It's not something that I have posted on my website because I really like leaning into the SEO copywriting, which okay. is coming up with the strategy for the copy for the web pages. But yeah, if anybody needs any help with anything, let me know. <laughs> okay. So you're yeah. just to rephrase and get it right. You're helping the healthcare. But are, are you expanding beyond that though? Oh yeah. I help other people. I mean, I'm helping my dad right now with his window replacement company. <laughs> okay. So let me just get this straight. You're rewriting the website copy or creating copy from scratch. That's SEO like optimized. Yes. It's not redundant when I say SEO optimized, like that doesn't sound right. Like how should I, I ver- mean, make that a verb? How do I verb optimizing copy? your website copy. Yeah. I don't know. Well, cause you're writing copy for humans and for Google. 
Like you want to get found, you want Google to pull you and have you show up, but you also want to make sense for the people that go read your website copy. Ranking copy. I mean, I just know that if I say the word SEO, like everybody wants to hire me. Like I, that is like a magical (laughs) acronym. Trust me, just like go around, just like walking around your grocery store, electric car show. SEO. (laughs) (laughs) People will be like, yes. Yeah. It's just like massage. It's like massage. And people are like, what, where I need one. Somebody good. (laughs) Do they push too hard? No. Okay. Oh my God. This has been so fun. I also want to encourage everyone to check out your podcast, which is worth mentioning because I just listened to the one, the Pinterest one, which was awesome. I love that episode because she just, for anyone thinking about Pinterest, I mean, it's like the, the lifeblood of Pinterest is the words you use and your image, but you know, (laughs) plug your show for us. (laughs) Oh yeah. The simple and smart SEO show podcast. Okay. Well, thank you, Brittany. This is so fun. Go check out her SEO checklist. Go check out how to collect a client testimonials mm-hmm. and listen to the podcast. And please like, let us know if you enjoyed this. If you learned anything, we'd love to hear from you and any parting words. Just go get your client words and have an SEO strategy. Yes. <laughs> please. And thank you. Yeah. But thanks for having me. This is really fun. <laughs> All right. I got to go to my massage, so I will see you soon. (laughs) Go enjoy. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining me on today's show. If you loved it, would you please go hit subscribe and give us a review, a recommendation. I also encourage you to check out Brittany's show too. Tag us on Instagram, anything, anything you feel like doing. It is the feedback that we need. We need to keep the show going. We want to know what's working, what you love. We want to know that you're listening. What was your biggest takeaway? We need the social proof, guys. We need the testimonials. So Brittany and I appreciate it. And just from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here and listening. I know it's a very noisy world. There's lots of stuff you could be listening to, YouTube channels and blogs and You know, we're being bombarded with emails and Facebook lives and all that. And the fact that you're taking the time to listen to this, to get better, to want to know more about digital marketing and how to best serve your clients says a lot about you. So thanks for being here. You're my kind of people. We have another special guest next week, and we're going to jump into discovery calls and really selling this high ticket service. So say you get to Brittany's place where you have found your niche and you're feeling really confident. Let's book you more clients. Let's book you high quality clients and consistent clients by getting better at sales conversations. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being here. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you wanna niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. Uh, let me get my brain cells together. That was like, oh. <laughs> what the? I just cussed my own podcast, but I was like, what? I didn't know if we could. So I was like, mm, I'm going to reserve that. 
I mean, we might have to like edit that out, but yeah, it has occasionally, very occasionally selective, like some very strategical. Right. I mean, sometimes they deserve it and that kind of deserves it. 